All right, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Cues, views, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Nice to, nice for you to hear me. I guess it's really the most appropriate thing for me to say. But you know, we back at it like a crack at it. Um, let's hop right into it, man. Let's hop right into it. Hope y'all having a good day, good week, good month, good year, good life. Hope, hope it's been, hope things are well for you. So, um, I'm gonna start off pretty light here. Um, one good thing that I don't wanna talk about this week: racist movies, man. Racist movies. I know y'all like. Um, first of all, how's that a good thing, right? But first of all, what I'm talking about is like the good racist movies, you know? Because, and we gotta appreciate the ones that we have because we're not getting any more, right? Because it's just it's a real it's real touchy these days, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they could have put Rush Hour Two out now like i think that's almost impossible like it could not happen um just all the all the, all the things in that music all the all, all the all the jokes man well they were jokes and like made that um made to like entertain people you know it was at people's expense you know <laughs> and i don't think we're going to be getting very many of those in the future you know and if we do get them, like, they'll probably be, like, if it's about, if it's, like, joking about black people, it'll probably be made by black people, you know? Which, like, fair enough, you know, as it should be, you know? But, you know, being able to, like, joke cross-racially like that, I think, would probably be seen, like, problem- very problematic these days, um, you know? I should, like, Undercover Brother, I don't even know that Undercover Brother would fly these days. Like, I love Undercover Brother. And... <laughs> but you gotta realize, like, man, that movie there, I do not think white people would like that if it came out today. I don't think white people liked it back then. I don't think white people knew about it back then, I'm gonna be honest. But, man, if that shit came out today, oof, there'd be some backlash. Like, for those of you who have never seen Undercover Brother, the fe- the female character's name, who is a white woman, right? Her, like, the name of the character, like, you Google the movie, right? And then you go to, like, the character list. Her, the name of that character is White She-Double. I do believe it's White She-Double. Something like that. Let me Google it right now. Let me Google it right now. I don't, I don't want to leave y'all wrong. Uh, but, but I do believe it is White She-Double. White Devil Bitch. Some shit like that. Yes. Yep. Damn, I'm good. White She Devil. That is your character's name. Let me read off just some of the some of the character's name. Eddie Griffin, main character, undercover brother. That's his character's name. Dave Chappelle, another big character, conspiracy brother. Another character, sister girl. What? Another character, smart brother. They don't have real names. They just like that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a that's really a thing of beauty right there, and movies like that should be cherished because we're not getting any more of them. They're gonna be far and few in between at this point. Just in this political climate, it ain't gonna happen. Um, what's another one? Oof. This movie I personally I've never seen it. Um, I've never gotten past like the first ten minutes. And white people, y'all are lucky that like um, white people love this movie, right? And y'all are lucky that Mexicans let y'all have this movie, right? 
Uh, what's the what's the name of the movie? Um, not Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. That movie is probably racist as fuck, right? Jack Black, a white man, portrays a luchador, I believe. Right? Like like a Mexican wrestler. And I don't know if that could be like any more problematic, right? And because I didn't watch the movie like as a kid or like when it came out, it's very hard for me to watch and digest. Just as like a decent human being. <laughs> but the white people I know, I'm be honest with you, like the white people I know who probably saw this movie before they understood like concepts of racism and shit like that. Love the movie. But I also think that they would admittedly say it's problematic. But nonetheless, I digress. Um, I'm going to jump right into something that I want to talk about. Um, and it came from a conversation that me and a friend had this weekend. She, um, she was explaining to me that she was on the phone with her mother talking about her period, right? Her dad was in the room while he walked in the room or something. She was talking about her period. And he was like, oh, let me leave. Right. And so I just thought I would take this opportunity to explain to women. What exactly? Like, I guess the reasons why periods make men uncomfortable. Right. Or why it is we act the way that we act around women while they are discussing their period. Right. And I'm, I'm talking about it from two different perspectives, I guess. Maybe three different perspectives. But, um. The first is a situation like that, right? Where it's like a father and like a daughter. Because like on one hand, right, you want to be able to express like how you feel about just things in life to your father. But like maybe he just don't want to hear about your vagina, right? Like in any way, shape or form, whether it's a period or sex or your gynecologist visit. Like I just doubt your father wants to hear about your vagina because he doesn't want to picture your vagina he doesn't want to picture anything in your vagina whether it be blood a penis a dildo a vibrator he don't want to picture that bro he don't want to see that you know same goes with me and like my mother like my mother has never talked about her period around me um closest we've gotten is like she didn't think she could have kids and then she was pregnant with me boom that's about as much conversation about her female business as we've ever had you know, and I don't want to hear about my mom's vagina if I'm being completely honest with you. I don't want to hear anything about it. Um, same would probably go with my sisters, right? Like, I, I probably, I'd definitely be more receptive, right? If they were complaining about their period and shit like that. And that's another thing. That's the other perspective, right? Let's look, like male friends, right? A male like friend or like partner while you're complaining. No, first, first we're gonna go just talking about it, right? Casually talking about it. It probably tends to make some men uncomfortable. Like, just if you and other females are, like, casually talking about your period, you know what I'm saying? While not actually on it or anything, not necessarily, like, complaining about the things that are happening right now. It's just, especially with, um, more men that fit into that more masculine, patriarchal role, right? The problem probably is that they cannot, they have nothing to contribute to that conversation. You see what I'm saying? Like, a guy in that scenario has no way to mansplain his way into that conversation. He has no way to take over that conversation. 
And it's not a role that, like, men, especially white men, are really used to being in. You see what I'm saying? It's not something that happens for them very often. And so when it does, it becomes, like, they don't know what to do. You know, and so they become uncomfortable. It's a situation that they're not familiar with and that they don't face often in life until when that situation does arise. They're uncomfortable and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. Right, and that's just one possible explanation for it. me personally. I have a lot of female friends, and when they talk, and they've talked about their periods around me for years now, and it doesn't really bother me to be honest. Although I will say, when a new group of women begin to talk around their period around me, it's it's like it's like a point of like a point of acknowledgement. I guess like I know that at this point, from this point on, unless I'm fucking one of those women already, I'm not going to. You see what I'm saying? Like, eh, like they begin to like really go into like, especially if they really go into like the nitty gritty of their periods. Like, I know I'm never gonna have sex with any of these women if I'm not already right. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation. Like, she's that comfortable; it's not gonna happen. And then it's also funny because there's another, another instance, right? Where like. If someone, like, a friend that you're, like, really close to, and she feels close, or she feels close enough to you to talk about her period, like, around you, you know, and she's with someone who maybe doesn't, that other female that doesn't, she'll be like, oh, well, if she's comfortable enough, then I can go ahead, and then she'll start, right? And I think it's just an interesting concept, right? An interesting thing to watch happen. An interesting thing to watch unfold in front of you. And the last perspective on that that I want to talk about I'll try to make this quick. Um, when women are like complaining about the period, like, oh, they're currently on it, you know? And like, men, we don't know what to do, what to say, really, you know? And it's like, I think, I think mostly that comes from a place of care, right? Because we care about you, you know? And like, we want to help, and like, we want to relate, we want to empathize, you know? And not a lot of people, like, just in general, like, male or female, not a lot of people know when to just listen versus when to problem solve, you know? So then I think the issue probably comes there because, like, you're already in pain, you know, you're bleeding, <laughs> you're upset, you know, and like you're just you're not generally happy with your state of being at the moment. And there's really nothing we can do about it, you know, like we don't know what to do. You want to get you some chocolate. It's like we don't know the best plan of action. And then we don't want to assume a plan of action because if it's not the plan of action you're looking for at that moment, that could end badly. And so it's a dangerous position to be in. Not just, I'm not going to say dangerous, but it's a sensitive position to be in, right? So and like, we're in a position where we want to help, but we don't know how to help. And thus, we're a little uncomfortable, a little fidgety, a little eh, you know? But anyway, I guess that's all. I'm done talking about that. Um... That's just a little insight into the male mind, ladies. If you were looking for it, I don't know. Y'all probably like, why the heck? Why the heck is this man sitting here talking about periods for ten minutes? But something I felt like I had to get off my chest. I felt I felt like I had to educate the people, really, and that's all it was. The people just had to be educated. Y'all didn't ask this, and this really has nothing to do with the show. But I just had a peanut butter jelly sandwich. It was bussing, all right. Like I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the crust, and I'm thinking about that. I'm reminiscing about this. I may make me another one, cause that thing was delicious.
Anyway, back to the topic at hand. So something that just doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, there was, I don't know, like, I hope the bill didn't get passed personally, but um, a congressman was, I, I do believe it was a congressman, he um, wanted to propose a bill to basically end, like, daylight saving time, right? So you know when the clock moves, but it moves back in the fall, but it moves forward in the spring. Yeah, spring forward, and then I guess fall backwards. LOL, fall backwards. That's kind of funny. Who invented that? That was clever. Anyway, when, like, he proposed a bill to, like, get rid of that, right, our clocks would not move at any point in the year, right? And I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, it wasn't anything I really gave much thought to. Nothing I, really, I think really has a huge impact on my life, but... Although, I think it does kind of set the stage for, like, the season, you know? Because, like, you know it's spring after that spring forward, you know? And you can start staying out later without it being dark. And it's more of a fun summer atmosphere, you know, versus in the fall, you know, after daylight saving time. I think that's what that one is. And, um, you know, it starts getting dark out earlier. And that really sets the ambiance for, for autumn. And especially for, like, Halloween, you know? So I think I like it the way it is, you know. Plus, I know we lose an hour of sleep in the spring, but then you gain that hour back, and it's real nice to gain that hour. And for me personally, I don't sleep anyway, right? So I'm not really losing anything. <laughs> not losing something I probably wouldn't already lose, right? It probably just makes me take my butt, take my butt to bed a little earlier, if anything, you know. But I don't know. It was, just, it was brought to the Congress floor. I don't know how it. I don't know if he got to push through. I don't even know if it like really went up to be voted on or anything yet. But I just found that interesting. I thought, thought other people should know about it. I thought other people should know about it for sure. And I think also it'd be hilarious to like imagine the world where, like it did get passed and we didn't do it anymore. Now imagine trying to explain that concept to your kids, right? You know, back in my day, <laughs> we used to uh, <laughs> like we used to set the clock forward. move our clocks forward you know back in my day back in my day in the fall or in the spring I would lose an hour of sleep okay back in my day it would get dark at 6 p.m. all because of one day you, you, you don't know nothing about that I don't know I think it'd be just an interesting thing how to explain to somebody right that you used to have to move your clock back to accommodate the daylight I guess that's a. I feel like that would be a difficult concept to grasp if you didn't have to grow up with it, you know, like we already have. I wonder if they do that in other countries. Or is that just an American thing? I don't know. Oh, that's really interesting. I do wonder if they do that in other countries. I might have to hit up somebody and figure that out. Please stop licking your balls. You get too audible when you do that. I'm sorry, I'm talking to my dog. Um. Anyway. So I want to talk about something else, right? Uh, just, you ever have, like, a, a real falling out with someone, right? And, or maybe, like, maybe it's not even a falling out. Maybe it's just from the jump. Like, you never, like, you and this person just never got along, right? Like, it's just like a don't, you don't like that person. Like, you don't fuck with them. They don't fuck with you, right? And then, like, there are other people who come into that person's life. 
and let's say like oh, in like a community where we're like you see each other right in school right or it'd be high school college or like at work you know and new people come into that community and they get to know that other person before they get to know you and then it's like well i can't i don't think i stand a chance of being friends with this person because like what if who knows what they've said about about me right and sometimes this even happens with people who are already in the community right like you and a certain someone have a falling out and then that person goes and tells their people you know and other people and those people are people that may not know you you know and so then i just feel like this whole it it like this concept formed in my mind of like you get kind of robbed of a first impression in those situations right when you know when someone like doesn't like you or someone just actively doesn't like you you know for whatever reason whether it be valid or not and then they tell other people about not liking you like that that robs you of a first impression you know and I think it's I want to say it takes 20 it's definitely over 10 I want to say it's around like 20 positive interactions to overcome a bad first impression and that's tough that's tough. That's a tough thing to have to overcome. Like you didn't even mess that up for yourself, first of all. So you had to overcome that without. And then, like, you probably are you even gonna get twenty interactions with this person before you can build their trust again? You know. So I think that's interesting. You know, even like in the workplace. You know, if the employees get a hold of a new employee before like a, a certain manager gets to talk to them, and like those employees are talking shit about that manager, that new employee doesn't give that manager a chance. It might even be the fact that, like, they've already talked, had, like, a few interactions with that manager, but, like, nothing really. And then that employee gets told that that manager is a piece of crap. And then that employee starts looking at the manager differently, even though they didn't have an initial problem with that manager. You know, like, I've seen that happen. I don't know. It's something I try not to do, right? I try not to throw my opinions about other people out there because I want you to formulate your own opinions about that person. I don't want to have any influence over how you feel about someone, like, so I also think, like, when it comes to people, like, those experiences are unique, right? So, like, my experience with someone might be completely different from someone else's experience with that same person for many reasons, you know? And so I try not to, I personally, I try not to rob anyone of that first impression, you know? And if I do, or if I do have something to say about that person, I try to I'm gonna put, like, a little caveat in there, you know? It just, you know, that person, I just don't gel well with them, you know? They're just not for me. You know, we just don't get along. And we think too differently or something like that. You know, like, or like talk a bunch of shit about them and then throw it. But that's just me at the end, you know. And it's just, just kind of a like, just kind of a, I don't know, just something to think about, right? Like, I, I try to let people build their own impressions, you know. And then if, if they do have a positive impression of somebody that I don't, necessarily like or vibe with then then not just be like I don't, I don't try to break their bond I'll just be like yeah just not for me like we just not cool like that you know and like i've had other people i've had people in my life that like i like right and the other people are like mm, i don't really like this person they like do this and do this and do or do that and i'm like shut up why are you telling me this like this person is just fine to me right 
They they they're not very nice to me. They're very good to me. So what you think about them doesn't really matter to me. You know? Because I try to you know, treat people, you know, I base how I feel about people based on how they are to me for the most part, right? Like if you're outgoing racist but you're nice to me, probably won't fuck with you. Definitely won't fuck with you, right? If you were if you tend to say like sexist things and shit like that, but you're like real cool around the guys, I still won't fuck with you. Oh, I know somebody like that too. But we're not gonna get into that, but we're not gonna get into that, we're not gonna get into that. I can't stand him. But I leave that to myself because I have friends who are I have people who are friends with him, right? And I let them be friends with him. You know, I don't try to break that bond they have. I'm just like, all right, y'all have a good time. Like they'll ask me, hey, you want to go to this place? I'm like, yeah, who's coming? And they be like, oh, he gonna be there? And I be like, I'm good. But y'all have a good time. And it's just, I don't want to be around that dude. But I don't want to stop anybody else from having a good time. So y'all go have a good time. You know. But I don't know, man. Just don't don't rob people of a first impression. Just because you have a problem with that person. You know? And it's like it's literally like a dangerous situation you're trying to keep them from. Let them do them, you know? Let them let them give them a chance. Give them a chance. On from that to this next one. It's a little spicy. It ain't that spicy. It's not spicy at all, really. But I wanna talk about unconditional love. Because first of all, I feel like a lot of people who love someone or who say that they love someone unconditionally, you're lying. There's a lot of couples who say that, oh, yeah, I love them unconditionally. That's a lie. If he cheated on you, you, not only would you, now you might not stop loving him, but you would probably try, right? If she cheated on you with your best friend, chances are you're not talking to one of those people ever again, right? And it's just... You probably, in that situation, probably before that, you probably would have said that both of those people you loved unconditionally. But there are conditions. We have conditions, right? Our marriages have conditions. You cheat on me, this marriage is probably going to end. Um, <laughs> even if, like, if you don't cheat on me, but I found out that the son you said was mine before we even got married, right? Isn't That's probably a That's probably a condition that I don't, I don't want to stay in. I don't want to live with that condition. Why would I want to stay with someone who put me through that, through a condition like that? You know? And I think that's perfectly okay. Like, it's probably unhealthy, to be honest. It's probably unhealthy to love someone unconditionally. And then, when you do love someone unconditionally, right? And you know that you love someone unconditionally, that's probably not a good thing either. Because that means that they've tested your unconditional love. Right? That means they've had to have done something that most people, you know, or even you, maybe you and your own values were like, I won't put up with that. But then they tested it, right? And you were like, I do care about this person enough. Or I do love this person enough to, to move past that, you know? Maybe, I mean, maybe there is like a caveat, you know, that they change or that they don't do that again. Excuse me. But... Excuse me again, but the fact that they did it in the first place is still, it's still rough, you know, so it's, it's, it's a bit heartbreaking, I guess, I don't know, like, it's just not, not happy, you know, you probably wouldn't be happy about it, you know, and that, that is unfortunate, really unfortunate that um someone would test your love in such a way 
you know that 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 you have to find out that your love for them is really unconditional. Some people say that their love is unconditional, but some people say it and mean it. And some people say it and they don't know. And they don't know. And it's probably best that you don't know, right? Ignorance is bliss. That's what they say. And so it's probably best that you don't know that no matter what this person does to you, you'll love them back. Like, I think a condition that most people should have, a condition that probably everyone should have when it comes to a partner, like, if they put their hands on you, that should be a wrap. Like, you should not go back to that situation, you know? That should be a condition. That should probably be a condition for your love. Um, if that person puts their hand on you, it's a wrap. Right? And, and honestly, love isn't something that you can control, that you can just stop like that. But you should want to stop loving that person. You should probably try and get yourself out of that situation so you can stop loving that person. But I don't know. That's just my personal take on it. And yeah, that's really all I got for this week. That's all I got for this week. Um, if you're listening, definitely know what you definitely hit me up. Let me know what you think about the whole unconditional love thing, right? Because I think, I don't know, I don't know. I think unconditional love is dangerous. It puts the wilder, it puts the person who loves that person unconditionally in a lot of danger, you know? Unfortunately, I think that I love unconditionally. I really do. I can't think of, like, because, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, as far as, like, having people in my life, I don't know, like, just, like, friends and whatnot, you know? I'm not in a relationship or anything, so obviously not in that way, but, like, just with friends, I think, like, they could, like, stab me in the back, and I'd probably still love, care about them, and support them, you know, and then, I, now, don't get me wrong, I would learn from them, and I wouldn't let them stand behind me anymore, but, like, I'd keep an eye on them when they're in the room, especially if they got a sharp object, but I'm not gonna, probably wouldn't kick that person out the room, you know, you gotta allow people to make mistakes, to a point, right, to a point where you don't lose your self-respect, and, I don't know, to a point where you have self-respect, where you can say you still have self-respect and dignity, anyway, I've gotten off topic, but, that's all I got for today, um, if you haven't, I think you should listen to some Earth Gang, uh, I think you should listen to Spillage Village, um, Spillage, and, um, if you don't know what those, uh, those words probably sound weird, but I think, Honestly, it just put me in a great mood. It puts me in a great mood anytime I listen to it. And it really got me through the day the other day, man. Whew. Let me tell you. I listen to, I listen to some Spillage Village before work, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to have a good day at work. I'm going to be in a good mood. You know, it's, it's good music. And Earth Gang needs to release their album. And I feel like I've said that on this platform before. Because the album's done. But I digress. So, anyway... Tell someone you love them because sometimes getting up and moving throughout the day is just fucking tough. It's just hard to get up sometimes. So tell somebody you love them because it'll help them get through the day. And they need to hear it and you need to say it. Y'all have a good week.